Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Brown. Each week, I'm going to share with you a tangible tool that you can apply to your mindset or routine so you can stop sitting on your hands and start making moves to make that dream on your heart a reality. This is my take on a no BS, tough love, yet gentle approach on what to do in your daily life. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that's going to find the courage to apply these things and take them into your own life and create your own amazing reality. I need you to buckle up. I need you to get ready to get real, have some fun, swear a little bit along the way, and hear my take each week on how to make your dreams go from a just a dream to a reality. You excited? I know I am. So buckle up and let's go, girl. Here's today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Kate Tig Podcast. It's me, Kate, your host of this podcast. And imagine that. And I am super pumped about today's topic and I am going to dive right on in with it, okay? Because we are midway through January at the time of this recording. And this is a time of year where people are falling off their New Year's resolutions, their New Year's goals. They set this huge goal to go to the gym 45 minutes a day, six days a week, or they were going to go keto, or they were going to go paleo, or they were going to do this, that, or the other. And this study show that by the third week of January is typically when people are falling off of those New Year's resolutions. By February, most people can kiss those resolutions goodbye. We've seen that before. I guarantee you've seen that before. If you are someone who consistently goes to the gym, I used to be an LA fitness girl back in the day. I also used to love core power yoga classes, and I was religious for the most part of going. I didn't necessarily get the results I wanted, but I was going. And you knew when people showed up in January. You know, knew when people stopped showing up in February. And the regulars at the gym, it was almost kind of a joke to know that, oh, here come all the newbies, which I never liked that it was a joke between like the regular gym people because I always wanted to applaud <laughs> that people were showing up and at least making the effort. But we know that this is the time of year where a lot of people have now let go of their goals because life got in the way. Things got busy, kids got sick, daycares closed, husbands and wives, you know, got busy, whatever it is that your goal was, life happens and life's always going to happen. And you know where I kind of stand on this. I think New Year's resolutions are great if you want to set those intentions. I am more about setting a vision and and putting those things in place for the long term, because what I have seen over and over again in my experience of being a coach in the health and fitness world, working with people's mindsets, is that the reason that these people fail or I guess failure is not what I want to use because I believe that failure is learning. The reason people quit is because they decided to go and try this short burst of intensity for a while rather than chunking it off bit by bit and taking small, consistent action over time. Small, consistent action over time is greater than short bursts of intensity always. I have seen this so many times freaking times in my past six years of being a coach when it comes to people's health goals the ones who come to me in january with these extremely audacious goals that they're going to do the hardest beach body program and they're going to do the vegan meal plan with it and they're gonna you know da, 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 da. i'm like whoa we need to we need to scale it back we need to peel it back and we need to start so that this becomes something that is sustainable 
Okay. So today we're going to talk about finding your slight edge. And I am currently rereading the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson with my team. This is a book that I read a very, very long time ago, so much so that I, I honestly don't quite remember all of it because it's been so long. And I know you hear me talk about the compound effect quite a bit, and they are the same notion of small, daily, insignificant feeling action over time yields massive results. But I'm really, really finding in this season of my life and coming back to this personal development book with my team, with my new coaches, it is a part of our new coach mentorship series, which is a four week training series that I set up all of my new coaches with. I'm finding it really just hitting different. And it's really made me think about what has been my slight edge over the years that has made me see measures of success. As I share this with you, I have not reached all my goals yet. I have goals of being a millionaire by the time I'm 35. I have goals of um, helping 20 women in Beachbody who partner with me become full-time coaches over time because I know how awesome that is. I have dreams of owning our dream home with a big kitchen and a big island. And I have dreams of owning a cabin on Lake Superior up in like the northern part of Minnesota. So I... I have not achieved those things yet, but the slight edge will get me there. The slight edge will get me there. And I just, I'm not going to regurgitate the slight edge because quite frankly, if you do one thing from listening to this podcast today, I want you to go get this book and read it because I think it will make a huge impact in your life. Um, But there is something I just, a few things I want to share with this and my own experience of living the slight edge and how you can apply that to your life. The real thing that I really took away from rereading The Slight Edge, and it's something that I think that I've lost a bit over the years, and now it is back, baby, and it feels freaking good, is in the book, he talks about having the knowing, the knowing in your soul that what you're doing is going to pay off. There's something that just shifted in me when I was rereading this book, being like, no, I know I can do that. And when I just honestly just had that shift of like, no, Kate, you know that what you want is yours. It's just a matter of time. I don't know why it hits so differently in this season, but everything has felt in so much better alignment and flow in my business. Things are coming easier to me. I have attracted um, ideal clients, ideal coaches, people that I'm like, yes, I want you to coach. Like, and it's because I'm now operating as if I am that person that's already acquired those things or that knowledge, right? I named a lot of things that I want in my life, but the fulfillment factor, the happiness factor, the hard work factor, all of the lessons that are learned in order to accomplish those things. When I just stepped into the knowing, it was like, whoa. And so I really think you should go read this book because that chapter really stuck with me. And I think too many people, they take the actions of what they think they want to do to get to a goal that they want to achieve, but they don't actually believe and have that knowing inside of their soul that it's going to be yours. And if you don't just own that, If you don't just say, no, I know that's going to happen someday, well, then it's not going to happen someday because you have to know inside of your soul that the actions that you're taking are going to pay off. The thing that I love about this book is that it's all about the seemingly small, insignificant choices that you make in your life and how those add up. And so 
one thing he talks about is um, our pennies. If you were walking down the street and you saw a penny, would you even bother picking it up or not? He talks about that in one of the chapters. And I was like, hmm, I would probably skip the penny. But he talks about how all those little pennies, like what if you kept picking up those pennies? And what if those pennies compounded over time, right? These little 1% choices, not 15%, not 50%, not 90%, like I see when people are trying to overhaul their health and fitness goals. But what if you just noticed the pennies? What if you just 1% improved your life a little bit every day? If you did that, you would have a ripple effect that would truly blow your mind. I want to just really make you think about that because all of those tiny pennies, all of those small choices, they create a ripple and it all starts somewhere. So I'm going to read a really quick little piece that I absolutely loved from Jeff's book. So this credit, I'm giving credit where credit's due. This is from page 236 of The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And he says, the title of this section is It All Starts Somewhere. He says, at this point, I'm sure you've grasped the central idea of this book. It doesn't take superhuman leaps to accomplish great things. Whatever success you want to create, whatever feats you want to achieve, whatever dreams you want to make real, you can, and you don't have to do impossible, extraordinary things to make that happen. But you do have to do something. You have to start with a penny. Success doesn't come out of nowhere. It can't be conjured up out of thin air, brought to you by a genie from Aladdin's lamp simply because you rubbed it and thought good thoughts. Success comes from a small beginning, often a beginning so tiny that it seems invisible to most people that they miss it, but it has to be a beginning. Some of the largest companies in the world started out as just a penny. And he goes on to talk about, of course, Zuckerberg and, you know, Apple and, you know, I would say Sarah Blakesley, right? These, these ideas, my friend, of that, these small, insignificant choices, you have to start, you have to start somewhere. And so it made me reflect on where I've gotten to in my life and the measures of success I've had so far, what have been my 1% choices that have led me here? So I'm going to share with you a few examples of things that as I reread this thought, mm, there was my slight edge. Oh, that was a slight edge. Oop, this is still your slight edge. And it was proof for me in conjunction with reading in the book to have the knowing where now I feel extremely confident about where I'm going because I already have proof from years of using the slight edge almost unknowingly that if I've done this, I can do that. And I share these examples with you because I guarantee you've been somewhere in your life incorporating the slight edge. Now with that, reflect. Are you using the slight edge to your advantage or your disadvantage? Because you can also have a slight edge and make not so great choices, 1% choices that do not serve you, that will take your trajectory down, not up. Okay, so in the way that this works, it works in making your, you know, think about a graph and it's slowly increasing right over time. It can also decrease your success. Right. So I guarantee that we all have the slight edge working for us somewhere, but I want you to be the one to reflect. Is it working in your favor or is it going to eventually harm you? Because remember, in the moment, you're not going to know that it's affecting you until time is passing. So first of all, one of my slight edges I realized I've had over the years is my morning workout and wake up routine. I was not a morning workout person 
six years ago. I used to pack my gym bag and I would go to core power fitness classes after school. So I would, you know, look at my, the app, or I don't even know if there was an app back then. I would look at the schedule. I'd pick my class. I'd pack my yoga clothes. I would change at school. And then I would go to core power yoga after I taught, or I would go to LA fitness. The caveat, I will say that I had a morning routine established for workouts was um, when I trained for a lot of marathons, simply because I was training in the summer a lot of the time. And the only way to beat the heat was to get up really early. So I did have, you know, a slight edge that I learned from being a marathon runner and a half marathon runner. But overall, once I got into like the workforce, my career was working full time. It wasn't um, it was more after school. But I knew I always wanted to be a morning workout person because when I did train for races and I did run in the morning, I really liked how it made me feel. So a slight edge for me over time was I didn't go from I'm not a morning workout person or, you know, I do do it here and there to, I mean, if you know me, you know, I'm up at five, I'm drinking my energize, I'm doing my personal development and I'm pressing play and I'm getting ready right afterwards. Like I am diligent. It is so automatic for me now that on a rest day, it's hard for me to not do it because it feels like I'm not brushing my teeth, but it didn't start out that way. My slight edge was I literally started morning workouts two or three times a week. It's funny because this is all correlating and coming pretty full circle. The other day on my Facebook memory, it was one of my first posts as a coach. And I gave this tip. I shared how I'm not a morning workout person yet, but I've become a coach and it's one of my goals. So here's what I'm doing to become a morning workout person. And this advice still stands today. So my morning wake-ups started with two or three days a week. I made sure that I did a morning workout before school. I typically tried, or I typically did those morning workouts on a Monday and a Tuesday because those were my days I was actually most tired. And I just felt like it would start my week off with a better um, kind of mindset. So Mondays and Tuesdays, I'd get up and those would be my, you know, first two days. And it's always easy on a Monday, I think, to get up. Tuesday, not so bad. You know, by Wednesday, you might be a little bit more tired. So if I needed to save an afternoon workout or an after school workout, that was no problem. But eventually, two days became three days, became four days, became five days. And before I knew it, I had established the slight edge. I'd established the unthinking habit of doing a morning workout. I got up, I pressed play, I did my workout, and that's who I became. 1% better every day led to me now, six years later, having it be so ingrained in me that it just is who I am. Another example of this is personal development and self-development. When I became a coach, I was introduced to being personal development. There's something called the four vital behaviors. They're the four things that a coach does, and one of them is daily personal development. So when my coach said, you need to read PD, I said, okay. And I'd never done this before. So it was baby steps to start implementing it. And in this book, Jeff gives the suggestion of reading 10 pages daily. Anyone can read 10 pages of a book daily. And I know that we like reading nonfiction or fiction and nonfiction, whatever, I've actually needed to bring fiction back into my life. So one of my other goals is to read fiction books for fun, not just personal development. But I started with back then 10 pages a day of self-development books, because over time that would give me the slight edge that would change my mindset. 
It would give me something to think about and implement. And over time, those 10 pages would really add up. Another way that I implemented daily personal development was replacing just one time a day or, you know, other times a day where I could listen to it. So typically when I would put my makeup on in the morning, I'd listen to, if you're local, the Dave Ryan in the morning show, it's a morning show that's been around here forever. I'd listen to that in the morning and I'd listen to it on my way into school. Well, when I was a teacher, I had about a 20, 25 minute commute every day and sometimes longer on the way home hitting traffic. So not both car rides because I enjoy pop culture on the radio. And today I enjoy true crime. I like my Bravo recap podcast, right? But one time a day, can you swap in a personal development podcast in your daily commute? I know a lot of us are working from home right now. So maybe for you, you can listen to it while you put your makeup on and while you're getting dressed in the morning before you go into your office. And if you're not doing that working from home, that's a totally separate podcast. I do believe you should dress the part, even if you're working from home. But over time, those 10 pages of personal development, those car rides with podcasts, it added up to completely change my mindset to be the person that is recording this podcast today. I would have never been able to sit here and say, hey, you know what? I've got a mastery I do feel in this arena. I can give you some insight. And I want you to think about this. They say that it takes 10,000 hours to master a subject. There's 10,000 hours to become a master of something. And, and, and I want you to think about, okay, if there's 10,000 hours to mastery and you've got a 30 minute commute each day, or it's 30 minutes to put on your makeup, or it's, you know, an hour that you go for a walk with your, your child outside on a nice day that adds up over time. You can become a master of it. You don't need a degree. <laughs> I know some people disagree. You don't need a degree. You don't need a, a master's degree. Sure, those things do matter. And you know, if you're a brain surgeon, please do that through school. But stuff like your mindset, habits, how you think about stuff, growth orientation, like, come on now. You can freaking do that and master the skill of your mindset. There's no reason you can't do that by tweaking this and making that your slight edge. Another one that I've really been working on that I, I do believe that I'm on my way to creating this slight edge and to making it a full reality is being a calm and confident mom. And I know that that's hard to quantify because it's not something that I can necessarily measure. But for me, coming into motherhood, I've always wanted to be a calm and confident mom, meaning I stand firm in how I'm raising my child. And I really learned um, being calm in my classroom. And I, if you're listening to this, you're like, Kate, you are exuberant. You are bubbly. You are loud. You are an extrovert. You want to say you're calm. You've probably never seen me in an emergency situation, but I think for the most part, I am very calm. I've had people say like, whoa, like if shit hits the fan, I'm a good person to be around. And in motherhood, the shit literally and figuratively hits the fan a lot. And I just know that I've always struggled with anxiety um, and it's, again, even that is a story. That's a slight edge that I've just fucked that I'm, I'm over, I've, I've overcome my anxiety in so many ways. Um, but being a calm, confident mom, I understand that that's hard to quantify, but here's how I've started to make that my slight edge. It started literally when I got pregnant. As soon as I got pregnant, I started writing a daily affirmation and saying a daily affirmation of I am a calm, confident mom. The second I found out I was pregnant in August of 2020, that became part of my morning routine of writing it down. I am a calm, confident mom. Because 
what you say in your head, the thoughts in your head become your reality. Let me say that again. The thoughts in your head become your reality. The way that you think about things is what will become truth. And this is not a fake it till you make it. There is scientific studies. There are so many research backed things. There are so much data out there about how affirmations actually do work. Of course, you need to pair it with that knowing. But over time, saying to myself, I'm a calm, confident mom in the moments when I need to be calm. I remember that affirmation because it's been said in my head thousands of times, right? 10,000 hours to mastery. I don't know how many hours I've had to think about. I am a calm, confident mom, but it does help me. I'm not always perfect, of course, but I would say you can ask my husband. Maybe he can <laughs> tell you if it's true. Um, and same thing with the confidence piece. It's really easy to get knocked off your rocker as a mom and feel like you're doing things wrong because there's so many things um, that are thrown at us. But the confidence, so like at the end of the day, I have a moment where I'm like, oh, am I doing this wrong? And I'm like, fuck that. I'm doing it great. I'm a calm, confident mom. Right. So that's another one that, again, I know it's hard to quantify, but it's one that I'm really working on. And it's I'm going to have that one percent edge by, first of all, having the affirmation, then embodying what a calm, confident mom is and then just being her and knowing I will be that. Right. I hope maybe someday Ellie does say you are a calm and confident and fun mom. Right. Because I want to be fun, too. And a hardest. Oh, there's so many things. Anyway. OK. <laughs> Last example of a slight edge that I've over time had. And that is building my business from a part time hobby to now a full time career that I'm absolutely so passionate about. When I started this, I, you know, and I've told my story so many times. But again, I really for me, when I made the post that said, I'm a coach, first of all, I knew I'd never quit. The second I made my post as a coach and I said, Hey, I've got an accountability group. I partnered with Beachbody. I love these programs. Here's why. If you need help, help me to me. And I'll be all, I was not going to be the girl that quit. I was not going to be the girl that was a flash in the pan doing something like this and then not following through. So I think my slight edge started with just the public accountability first and foremost, but I started off just building my business in the pockets of time. I told you I wasn't a super morning workout person before this, but at the time when I started my business, I was 24 years old. I was living with who would become one of my best friends, Kelsey. And after school, you know, we were just hanging out at the time. Zach was working when Zach and I started dating. Um, I had started coaching a few months afterwards. He was working four jobs. He was a bartender. He was in school. He didn't have a car. <laughs> so Zach and I weren't hanging out every day. So I just worked my business after school while Kelsey and I were watching TV when she was out with her, you know, then boyfriend Russell. Like I just worked on my business because, you know, I could still watch some Netflix and do that. But then I got more focused. Then I worked after school at coffee shops. Then I got up in the morning because as I started to diligently chip away at those vital behaviors and work my business in pockets of time, then I worked on it in more focused hours of time. And then after two years, I was able to leave my teaching job. But I think I just want to say this, like I, I literally built this business while working full time a short stint in grad school, getting married, getting engaged. Like I'm not special. I just had a slight edge and didn't even know it. 
it took me two years to go from sign up as a coach to you have enough income, you have enough belief in this, you know the direction you want to go in two years to the top of the company. That's not to be bragging, but I've been at the top of the company because of the slight edge, because of taking these small actions, because of the knowing. People told me, Kate, if you build this business in tiny blocks of time over time, you can really make it into something. The reason I can confidently say, and of course, Beachbody doesn't guarantee any level of success from the team Beachbody coaching opportunity. The reason I can confidently say I know I'll be a millionaire from this business over time is because I already have the proof from all the tiny slight edges I've taken over the years to get to this point. I'm not there yet. I don't possess that amount of money yet, but I know that I will someday with the slight edge. And you can apply the slight edge into any area of your life, but you have to apply it with the knowing that Jeff talks about in that book. So I have some homework for you to do. First, I want you to reflect. Are you implementing a positive slight edge in your life? Reflect on that. Or are the small, insignificant seeming choices you're making giving you a slight edge into a deficit, into being more overweight, into being more tired, into having a shitty marriage, into losing money, right? Into staying exactly the same. That's also a loss, right? So that's the first thing is reflect and reflect on these areas, your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your career. We also could probably add mindset in there, your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your career. Look at those areas and where can you make very small changes that will compound over time? Maybe for you in your health category, it's bedtime. Can you literally start if you're a night owl and you know you need more sleep, do not go from I go to bed at midnight to I go to bed at 8 p.m. You're going to lay in bed and hate your life for four hours. Go from midnight to 1130, 11 or yeah, 1130 to 11. Slowly work your way back until nine o'clock is your consistent bedtime for your wealth. Do you spend Starbucks and not know it? OK, instead of Starbucks four days a week, get it two. instead of two days a week, get it one right? There's small things you can do instead of just having your money sit in a regular bank account. Where can you invest that, that it will compound interest in an account, right? Think about your wealth that way. Can you start a side hustle? That was last week's episode. Relationships. This is one that I'm, you know, it's hard in marriage. Zach and I have had a lot of conversations about getting back to date night. That's our slight edge. When Zach and I have consistent date nights, we rock because we just connect and we have so much fun together. So what are you doing in your relationship? You don't have to overhaul it. My goal in the beginning of the year for Zach and I's date nights is one or two a month. I want to get to a weekly date night, but right now we just don't have that in the capacity of, you know, who would be our sitter and da, 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 stuff like that, right? So that relationship, what are you doing to cultivate your relationship? And what are you doing to harm your relationship over time? Do you hug your spouse when they come home or do you just throw them the kid and say, okay, it's your turn, right? We need to be conscious about connection in our relationships or they are going to get a slight edge to the negative, especially if you are in a season of life like mine where you are learning how to parent because it's fucking hard, okay? I don't care what people say, it's hard. I think it's hard. Okay. And then same thing in your career, that area, what is a slight edge? What is a small thing you can do? Do you speak up on your team meetings? 
Do you share your ideas or do you make yourself small? You don't have to raise your hand and give your idea every time, but can you give it one time, right? What are small things you can do in your career that will shift your slight edge to the positive to where you really want to go? Because at the end of the day, it's not about making big, giant, sweeping changes all at once. It's about making small, seemingly insignificant choices every single day over time that's going to compound and give you that slight edge with the knowing inside of your soul that what you're doing is going to work. All right. I hope that this was helpful. Please go get the book. And I have a great idea. If you are listening to this and you're like, Kate, I want to implement the slight edge in my life. Kate, I want to read this book. Kate, I really want help and guidance in this. Then come be a coach on our team. I am mentoring 10 new coaches in January, and I will also be mentoring 10 new coaches in February. But our new coach academy kicks off on Wednesday, February 2nd. We will be starting the slight edge together as a new coach, as a cohort. I will walk you through a four-week training series. It's one call a week with me, with the other new coaches on our team. We will walk through the slight edge. I will walk you through building the foundation of your business each week. And you get a little bit of homework each week. And you start with that tiny slight edge of moving the needle forward in your business and in your life. And the cool thing about being a coach is the way that it had a slight edge in my full-time career, in my relationships, everything. It had a slight edge and a positive because it covered my health, it covered my wealth, it covered my relationships, and it covered that career and mindset category for me. So I am looking for 10 go-getters, self-starters, and you just have to be confident enough to start. You don't know, you don't have to know how to be amazing on social media. You don't know how to market. You don't even have to be at your health and fitness goals. I was not at any of those things. I didn't have any of that knowledge when I started, but you do need to be confident enough to start. I need you that if you want to apply for this coaching um, mentorship, you need to go to www.katebrown.com coaching. When you go to my website, a pop-up box will show up. Input your information there and I'll start sending you emails there. One email a day, there's no spam. One email a day for seven days and it gives you a little blip about coaching um, so that you can learn more. If you're listening to this live on Thursday the 20th, Tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, my team and I are hosting a cozies and coaching conversation. You can put on some comfy sweatpants. You can come listen to us talk about our journey with the slight edge, our journey with coaching, and come meet the team virtually. And if you're listening to this after the time of the recording, we will have another one of those conversations on the same time, eight o'clock central time on the 27th of January. And of course I can always send you the recording, just email me and get your name on my email list on my website. But I truly just wanna say this, I need you to be coachable and confident enough to start. You don't have to be perfect, but you do. I don't wanna be like, no girl, you, you can do it. I wanna be like, yeah, bitch, you're bad. Let's do this. <laughs> And we really start just the ground running with a base level of confidence, right? So with that, I hope that you go find your slight edge. I think this is a great episode. I hope that you freaking go crush it, crush your goals, do that slight edge. Hit me up on katebrown.com. I don't know why I said hit me up. I'm just fired up. Um, but let's do it. Life is so short, you guys. Stop waiting, start doing. Let's find your slight edge. And I'll talk to you later.